teachers and early careers teachers can struggle with knowing when to stop. They're trying to balance their uni work, if they're, trying, if they're completing a PGC or they're doing an ITT course, and their schoolwork. And as ECT, you're trying to impact, impart your knowledge that you gained in your training into the classroom. You're trying to implement all these different strategies and learn all these different things, as well as do CPD, trying to improve your skills and your performance. And then on top of that, plan, mark, assess student work, carry out intervention sessions, clubs after school. So it can be really overwhelming trying to complete all of these things, knowing when to actually stop, when to just take time out during the day and stop and put yourself first. And this can impact on your well-being and your mental health. Um, so in this piece of content, I'm going to go through the signs to help you determine whether or not you need to stop, um, but also the strategies that you can implement to help you know when to stop and actually stop and put yourself first and prioritise self-care. Now, if you are showing signs of physical and mental exhaustion, if you've got chronic fatigue, um, if you're constantly stressed, your physical health starts to decline, not feeling you've got enough energy or lack of energy, um, then this is a sign that you are overworked, you're being overworked, you need to take time out and put yourself first because you're feeling like you're constantly drained and you're unable to recharge your batteries, that's going to impact on your teaching. It's going to impact on your career, it's going to impact on your mental health and well-being. Lack of work-life balance. So when work takes over your life and it overspills into your personal life, it's affecting your relationships, it's impacting on your hobbies that you once used to do and you can no longer take part in, then this will again have a negative impact not only on your physical health but also your mental health and then your mental well-being. So it's really essential at this point to prioritise yourself and to establish a healthier work-life balance, which there are different strategies and things that you can do um, to do that. There's a content on my membership site specifically for improving work-life balance. If you feel that there's a decrease in your job satisfaction, you've lost the love and the passion that you once had for your job, then that's telling you now is the time that you need to actually stop and think and prioritise your career and your goals and what actually you want to achieve in your life in terms of your goals and your career and um, now I went through this I was so passionate about my job I loved being a teacher I loved helping students and it got to the point where I was doing too much I was in charge of six months four I was in charge of vocational courses in school um, I was constantly planning marking uploading I was waking up five o'clock in the morning just to get my marking done sometimes because it was just too much I was running clubs after school fixtures and meetings and just got to put my poor hang on, I can't do this anymore. So I stepped down from my TLR responsibilities. Um, and then within a year, I actually moved to a different school. And I'm much more happier now because my, my work-life balance is much better. It's not, been, it's not affected as much. Now, I'm not saying you have to move schools, you don't. <laughs> but you do have to prioritise yourself. And you have to have to look at the time you're spending on your work in terms of what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. How long you're spending planning lessons and marking you're working well into the night, working up, working up early just to get work done. Um, there's times like this that you need to stop and think, well, hang on a sec, you need to think about what sort of things you actually need to do, what's urgent that needs to be done, and how you can allocate specific time in your day just for you, so you can put yourself first. Because if a job starts taking over your life, then that's going to impact your well-being, it's going to impact your relationship with your family, your friends, um, it's going to have a negative impact on yourself in the long run. So it's better to stop and think. How am I gonna? What am I, What needs to be? What needs to be changed right now to help me improve my mental well-being, my, my physical health as well? Now, if you're also frequently making mistakes, you're frequently making errors, um, 
and you're finding it really challenging to maintain your standards, to maintain your professional performance, again, this is a big sign that you're doing too much, you're being overworked, you're overstressed, um, and you need to seek support. You need to take a step back and seek support to try and prevent this and reduce the impact it's having on your life. Strained interpersonal relationships. Now, not just personal relationships at home with your family and friends, but also relationships with your colleagues around you, with the students and with the parents. If these are suffering because you're more irritable as a result of being overworked and overstressed and doing too much, then again, it's a sign that you need to take a break and you need to prioritise yourself. You need to look after yourself, for your students and your friends and your family to get the best version of you. Now, I really struggled with this and I was overstressed. I was snapping all the time, mostly at my own family, my husband and my son. But I also found at times in lessons, I was snapping at kids. And that's not fair on the kids, that's not fair on the students. And because I was quite irritable, I was overstressed and overworked. <clears throat> and also if you're feeling a lack of professional growth, if you feel like you've stagnated and you're not growing as much professionally because you're struggling to keep up with the demands of the job, um, then again, it's that's a sign that you need to now reevaluate your current situation to help you overcome these and improve and improve your well-being and improve your um, love for your job and your performance on the job. Now there are different strategies to know when to stop, but also to actually help you stop and start putting yourself first. Now the first one we should be looking to do is self-reflection. Regularly take time to reflect on your feelings, your experiences, um, and your overall well-being. Now uh, what I do on a weekly basis is I write down on a piece of paper all the things that went well for me during the week and all the things that I struggled with. So that I can then identify well, what is causing me the most stress and, and what's causing me the most feeling overwhelmed, mostly at work. Um, so that I can identify where I'm getting overstressed and identify signs of burnout. So that I can then start putting into place things to help me reduce that stress and reduce that burnout. For example, seeking support. Talk to colleagues, talk to your mentor, talk to your friends and family um, about your concerns. And see, look for their guidance, look for their advice because they can provide quite a valuable insight and give you suggestions to help you navigate all these challenging situations um, and to help you prioritize and identify things that are urgent that you should you need to do, but also identify things that aren't urgent, that can wait, or identify things that you can delegate and ask, ask someone else to do for you, ask, ask for support, collaborate with the staff. You also need to establish clear boundaries. Um, now we do this with our students, don't we? We teach our students clear boundaries so that they're aware, so that we try and um, help them develop and become a well-rounded individual. But we also need to establish the boundaries for ourselves. We have to have clear work and personal life boundaries. Now, again, I really struggled with this when I was in charge of sport and I was in charge of sixth form sport and I was in charge of vocational courses. I was working at mainstream school. I really struggled. My, I struggled to identify clear boundaries between work and home. Um, and that's because I was doing stuff constantly and I was doing clubs after school, meetings after school, working all the way through the night um, and I struggled to say no. I really struggled to say no. Um, but eventually I found my voice. <laughs> I found my voice so that I could say to people, no, I can't do that because I've got time. Um, and I think part of the reason was because I left mainstream and went to SEN and that really helped me out. Um, but I'm realising now that I wish I spoke up more in mainstream, but I didn't because I was worried about my reputation, everyone knew I 
Tim always does stuff for us. You can ask for help, she'll help out anytime. She'll never say no. Like, and that, that I was worried about saying no because I didn't want to ruin my reputation. Um, but I should have said no because I should have put myself first in certain situations. So have the courage and confidence to say no. Have the courage and confidence to prioritize your self-care to help you recharge your batteries so that you can go back into work and deliver outstanding lessons to your students and give them the best version of you. So set clear boundaries between work and home life. Um, for example, if for example, if you're not a PE teacher and you don't have clubs after school, or I know I don't have intervention sessions after school with students, then set time aside at the end of the day where you're doing a set amount of work, planning lessons for tomorrow and marking the setting um, if you haven't got meetings after school. And spend time after school doing that. Spend two hours if you can, two and a half hours getting that done so that you know that when you leave work and you go home, you're not doing anything else. <clears throat> now, as a PE teacher, I found that really difficult because I had clubs after school. And I should have spoke up and told, said to my head department, look, I'm really struggling. Can I please not do these clubs after school? Or can so-and-so do this fiction instead of me so I can have more time after school to do work? I should have spoken up and I didn't. Um, but now, ever since leaving, and now I'm an SDN class teacher, the minute our students leave, and we have we have meetings twice a week, but the minute our student our students leave, I'm I might have a twenty minute break, cup of tea, biscuits, just something to eat, um, do something different, just to get my mind off of it. But then I have, sit down, and I spend an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, just getting work done. When I leave and come home, I don't do any work. Yes, I do plan. I do spend some time on the weekends planning lessons, but I've got so much more of my time back now because I've set clear boundaries between work and home. And again, I regret not doing that in mainstream. I should have. Um, because it's not that moving to SCN is the reason why my work-life balance improved. Yes, it did because it, it did in some way because I found my voice a lot more because I was going to a place where I didn't have reputation. I was starting from scratch. And 13 years into teaching, I became more confident of being, say, being able to say, no, now I need to put myself first. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, mainly moving to SCN did help improve my work-life balance. But I think it can be also be done in mainstream education. It can be, because there are mainstream teachers out there that do have clear boundaries between their work and life and do say no. And I have the confidence to stand up for themselves and say, actually, no, this is not right now. I'll get this done by the end of next week. I'm not doing it now because it's going to infringe on my personal life, my well-being. Um, so I think it is important to know that you can do that in any setting. It's also important to set realistic expectations. Um, know that you're not going to be able to accomplish everything in that one day. You won't be able to. Unfortunately, that's just how the job works. You'll, you go lessons back to back, might have a PPA session here, duty year, whatever, meetings, clubs. You're not going to accomplish everything in a day. So set realistic expectations for yourself. Um, prioritise tasks that are urgent and important that you need to do, but also exercise flexibility and be able to adjust your plans when necessary. As teachers, we do that with our lesson plans. We adjust and we're flexible because we have to um, be in lessons. It's not all going to go perfectly. Um, you have to change things to help to help your students access the content if what you've planned is not working for them. Um, so do the same in your own life. Set, real, set, set realistic expectations and prioritise tasks. Do things that are urgent. Eat that frog, as they say in Ben Stacey's book. Put the most important thing urgent and tackle it. Put the most important thing that's urgent at the top, sorry, and tackle it. Um, and be flexible about not doing certain things and planning to do certain things later on in the week that aren't as urgent. Um, so what you could do in the morning when you wake up is you could write a list of things that you need to do that day. Maybe highlight the ones that 
will be done that day and need to be done that day and be realistic don't put too much on your plate because you're going to feel overwhelmed and you're going to feel like not good enough at the end of the day if you're not able to achieve that practice self-care so engage in activities that help to improve your well-being that help you relax um such as exercise if you like exercising so what i've been doing is i wake up i try and wake up at 5 5 30 in the morning and i do up to half an hour of exercise sometimes it's 15 minutes sometimes half an hour but i try and do some exercise every single day even if i wake up and can't bother i'm not feeling well and i'm not motivated put the tv on and i just exercise do some squats do some twists um do some leg raises anything that i can do while watching tv while i'm just sitting there even if it's 10 15 minutes doesn't matter so prioritize self-care you might be into meditation you might be into yoga you might like writing reading drawing coloring in anything that you enjoy that's going to help improve your well-being take breaks okay try and incorporate breaks into your schedule now of course during the day school day your breaks will be in line with the timetable your lunch breaks your ppa your um break time before school after school whenever you have breaks <clears throat> but make sure you incorporate breaks into your day um especially if you're doing work on the weekends or you're doing work during the holidays planning preparing and marking make sure you have breaks because you have to have these breaks scheduled into your day scheduled into your weekend and scheduled into your week because if you don't you're just going to keep working you have to have actual set times allocated times when you're going to do certain things um so you know when to stop and it gives you a chance to disconnect from work, to help to forget about work and to, to prevent burnout and to focus on yourself. Um, so you could have one evening a week, two evenings a week, where you go home and just don't do anything. If you can do what I do now and just get my work done at school so I don't do anything in the evenings at all when I come home, then fantastic. Do that. Um, even if it means you're at school till 6, 6.30. You maybe live close by and you don't have, you don't have a long commute like I did. Um, then you can do that. But... You should always prioritise breaks, set prioritise self-care, have specific allocated breaks during the day, evenings, weekends, holidays, where you can put yourself first and you can do something that's not work-related. Now, investing in your professional development can also help to enhance and maintain even your love and your passion for your profession. And it is a form of self-care as well because you're investing in yourself, you're learning, you're improving. So look for workshops that you can do, conferences, um, to help keep you motivated and enjoy and love your job. There must be there might be things online that you can do at home in your free time on your PPA session. If you don't want to infringe on your free time, doing your PPA session at work. Um, set aside an hour after school where you do some sort of CPD to help you improve your skill and develop as a teacher and therefore improve your self-confidence and your well-being. But knowing when to stop is so important for your well-being. It's so important for you as a human being, for your health, but it's also important for your job, for your um, passion for your work and for your actual performance at work. Because if you're not putting yourself first, that's going to impact, it's going to overspill into your performance as a teacher. You can be irritable with the kids and with other staff. You're not going to be um, planning effectively because you're going to be overworked and overstressed. You're not going to be delivering lessons effectively. So put yourself first. Take some time out for you so that you can improve your well-being, mental well-being, physical health, um, so that then you can... Be the best version that you can be for your students and for your family and for your friends.